This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Joining us right now on the Roman guest line, though, is not a joke. This is a very serious matter. We bring out the big guns for March Madness. Trust and believe. From the show, You Better You Bet, here on the BetQO Network, one half of the crew, our guy, our friend, Ken Barkley, a.k.a. March Maddinson. I haven't checked his recent name. Ken, what's your new name on Twitter? Like, what's what's it for the occasion? Can you please tell the people? Yeah, well, first of all, I laugh at your intro every – that's like a really cool skill. I laugh at your intro every single time because you guys are always talking about something, and then you're like – and that's not a, and then it's whatever the thing you're talking about. And that's like how you transition and segue. And like, I, I'm not even saying that as a joke. Like I'm as somebody with very little radio experience, I can't do that. So like when you're, every time you do, I just laugh. I laugh every single time. It's just funny. So, Thank you, Ken. Uh, sweet, sweet 16 or That's sweet what we're going with right now. Yeah. yeah, I like NCAA that. NCAA is going to come after you, Ken, because apparently they're like yeah. just tracking down. They're the Gestapo. I can't even say sweet 16 or March Madness. Yeah, you didn't pay for that. Give that On the back. beat the books. This is informative stuff. I used to see, I used to steal music from Napster all the time. I'm not threatened oh, yeah. by the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, same. Ken. Same. A real and LimeWire. Mm. Ken, uh, soul feet going. Get all, get all kinds. Let's get all the programs going. Let's get everything. I was on the back end of LimeWire. People forget, man. Great, great website. <laughs> you, were, you were there when they, right, right when they sold out. Right, right, right. When it went corporate. Yes, yeah. exactly. Before it was real janky. I got it when it when it went official. Oh, we got some games, of course, tomorrow or Thursday. Man, we need basketball sooner, uh, especially the real basketball. Arkansas, Gonzaga, Michigan, Villanova, Texas Tech, and Duke. Houston taking on Arizona. I got a question uh, in the first one. I guess we'll ping pong. I don't know what my co-host questions are, but I'm going to start off with Gonzaga taking on Arkansas. That spread opened up, I want to say, at eight and a half. I jumped on Gonzaga at eight and a half. Now the number's up to nine and a half. It was nine yesterday on the show. I think that number's going to continue to creep up. What is your breakdown of this game? I, personally, I like Gonzaga because I think they took their biggest test from Memphis. I don't know if Arkansas uh, has the talent uh, offensively that maybe Memphis did, even though their defense is might be sort of comparable to the Tigers. What are you doing in this game, if anything? I do have bets on the Thursday games. I don't think this will be one of them. If okay. I had to bet the game, I agree with you that Gonzaga will be the side that I would bet. And I think for part of the reason that you articulated, you mentioned, you know, like Gonzaga took their toughest test right against Memphis. Well, part of that is just like what Memphis does. And it was something that was like, I had Memphis money line in that game. I like took a big shot. I felt like Memphis was really live and I almost won. Honestly, I didn't even take the points. I just thought like the best version of Memphis can beat Gonzaga. Like that's a thing that can happen and it's going to happen more often than the market expects. The reason I felt like that is that Memphis and Baylor last year present the same challenges to Gonzaga, right? Hyper-athletic, crazy physical, especially in the front court, push Gonzaga around. For the first 20 minutes, it worked, right? Drew Timmy was irrelevant for 20 minutes, basically. Comes out in the second half, now he's Akeem Olajuwon, all of a sudden they win and they move on. But, like, Memphis can do that to teams. And my, my problem with this game all week, or just the last few days as I've been thinking about it, 
It's just like Arkansas can't do that. Like, that's not what they do. They're much more based on, and we had some great interviews today with some guests where it's like, it's more finesse. It is at, like they're an athletic team. They're an SEC team, but they're not Memphis and they're not Baylor last mm-hmm. year. Like, these are insane, just different teams than what you would find normally in college basketball. So, if Arkansas can't really do the types of things that bothers Gonzaga, I'm just concerned about. Like, Eric Musselman can have the best game plan in the world, and he's a great game planner. I don't know what the plan is. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it can be for them to really be really, really competitive here. So could they keep it within the number? Sure. I mean, like, Ken Palm's projection's 10. I think I'm, like, 9.5. Market's about there, too. You know, if Arkansas won or lost by 7, 6, would I be surprised? No. Um, But I don't think Arkansas can do the types of things Memphis can do, and uh, I think that's why I'm passing. If I had to bet the game, I'd bet Gonzaga. Uh, Ken, we got to give you some credit because a couple weeks ago we asked you a team uh, that you thought maybe could surprise people in March, and you did go with Michigan, and then they knock off Colorado State as dogs. The one here with them. And then, I, I was with. I, I liked it. And then Tennessee, they beat as underdogs too. So now, what do we do? It's a five-point spread against Villanova. Like Hunter Dickinson in that matchup against Tennessee. Like especially in the second half, like those first six minutes, he was so good. Uh, can you do that against Nova? Are you taking the points with Michigan, or how would you play this game? So I, I do. Uh, I liked Michigan, kind of like coming into the tournament, or really like even a couple months ago. Just like I thought they could fix their defensive profile enough. And the funny thing is, like, it didn't happen, but they won anyway, basically. They beat Colorado State, who in retrospect stinks, which is unfortunate. The Mountain West was not very good in the tournament. And then Tennessee, like, I remember coming on with you guys before the tournament saying, like, Iowa and Tennessee, like, those are the teams to fade, those hot teams down the stretch. And Michigan got one of them. They got Rick Barnes. That's always a team that you want to play. And they ended up beating them. I just, my problem here, I actually, this is my favorite bet of the weekend. I like Villanova laying the points in this game. Um, This is kind of like Villanova, Ohio State in a way Mm -hmm. where Ohio State can be, you know, physical and athletic and they have talent. They have Liddell, all these guys. Michigan has Dickinson and they have some top level guys that are pretty good. But like, Ohio State and Michigan's problem all year was actually exactly the same. They just can't defend at a high level enough against a good team for it to make a difference, basically. And that happened. I mean, that's Villanova, Ohio State. Ohio State couldn't defend all 40 minutes. Possession to possession, they just couldn't do it. And Villanova is hyper-efficient. They slow the game down. They get exactly the shot that they want. They attack mismatches, which they're going to have a ton of in this game, by the way. If Dickinson's going to be on the court and some of these bigs, and Diabate is going to be on the court for Michigan, Villanova's going to seek them. I mean, we use the term bum-hunting in NBA all the time, right, for, like, trying to get a matchup against Steph Curry, trying to attack him. Like, that's obviously the name of the game in NBA playoff series. That's what Villanova, like, you think Jay Wright's not going to be like, well, let's get one of our, like, three-point shooters on Diabate and Dickinson and run them around screens. Yep. Like, how's that going to go in the game? So it's a short number, I think, for just what I think there's actually a bigger difference between these teams than what the market expects. Michigan's defense has not been good the entire year. They've had a great draw to get here. Tennessee made no threes against them, two for 18. I think Villanova's not going to have that issue. I think they're going to get whatever shot they want. Um, I like them to cover. Ken, what do you think about the Houston-Arizona game? Because I think Houston is the only team left that beat both uh, opponents by over 10 points in the first two games. Uh, Arizona obviously faced an incredible test against TCU, who who was hot down the stretch, gave them – they could have ended up winning that game outright. Um, the line is one and a half. Is, is Houston getting some level of disrespect or even though – I mean, it is just sort of a pick em, Um, But, like, what are you doing in this game, if anything? Because it feels like there's a, a lot to unpack in terms of how athletic Houston is and, and where Arizona is right now. It's definitely the game, Trista, that I'm the most excited for both days. Yeah. I mean, by a mile, actually, way more than Texas Tech-Duke, because I think Duke has some flaws. I know Texas Tech has some flaws. These Both these teams, Houston, Arizona, 
two of the best four teams left in the tournament. Either one wins the national title. Wouldn't be surprised. I have a ton of Houston futures that we gave out on the show over the course of the winter. Like if they were called something different and they played in a different conference and they weren't called Houston, I mean, they're the second-ranked team in Kempom. They'd be a favorite over any team on a neutral except Gonzaga and kind of Arizona, but the number's already coming down. Like, Kempom makes the game Houston by one. I'm like, pick. I just, I mean, if Houston was called something different, I think we'd be talking about them differently. I think that's like a flaw, like a blind spot in how we think about some of these teams. And the tournament's part of the reason I like them so much. One thing, I do not have a bet on the game right now. I mean, they're pick against, like, the best team in the country. I don't know. Like, it can't be undervalued at that point. But... If I had to bet the game, I guess I would bet Houston. One thing that they can do, anybody who watched Houston, Illinois, the uh, the matinee game or the, the early game on Sunday, obviously noticed that Houston offensive rebounded like 100% of their misses in that game. Yeah. Every time they missed a shot, Illinois was Coburn and four small guys basically just couldn't keep Houston off the offensive glass. It ended up deciding the outcome of the game. That happened with Houston in their final four run last year too. Out-rebounded, offensive rebounded everybody. I think they played Syracuse or somebody late in the tournament, and it was like a joke, like how many offensive rebounds they were getting. You might think, oh, well, Arizona, step up in class, NBA talent, like bigs, like Coloco was what, like 10 for 11 against TCU? Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Problem. TCU had 20 offensive rebounds against Arizona in that game. It's actually part of what kept them in the game. Now they had Lampkin, who's like a giant among men, and Houston doesn't really have any guys like that. But Jamie Dixon teams and Houston teams actually share a ton of similarities. So if TCU team, if, if they can have a ton of success, offensive rebounding, that can keep them in the game. Houston's more talented. They offensive rebound even better than TCU does. I think they're actually going to be able to do that a ton in this game. I know some people kind of push back against that. I disagree. So I think they have a path to victory, which not everyone has against Arizona. Um, if I had to pick the game, I would bet Houston. I think the lines are really good, but I think that shows you how good we all think Houston is as a market and kind of how they should be rated. Yeah, I'm, that was my entire breakdown, Ken. Now, I love to hear it put a little more eloquently than I could do it myself. So, I mean, just Houston is a team, a lot of people look at them, they're a try-hard team. Team, guys who just play at a thousand miles per hour, and sometimes they get those teams get bad raps. The only problem is Houston is actually well coached, has a lot of uh, older guys on the roster, and a lot of guys who are extremely skilled offensively. They just do it all, and they want it more than other teams. That's why Illinois, that lazy team, and Kofi, they just couldn't stand the rain. Uh, we're joined now by our guy Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet on the Roman guest line. Ken, we got to ask you. You didn't even talk about Duke. Duke is a one-and-a-half-point dog against Texas Tech. I know you're not going to be excited about this game as much as you're excited about Houston or Arizona, but I took Duke as an underdog. I think this win, they win this game outright. This is just solely a play on the Blue Devils, and they have talent. I think they can finally just, just win the game, especially as a one-and-a-half-point dog. What are you doing in this game if you're doing anything, of course? So I think that you guys know I like Duke a pretty good amount. We came on before the tournament. Tristan and I had jokes about how much they sucked recently and how we should still kind of play on them a little bit. I have a future on them to win the region. So I don't have a bet on this game, and for a really specific reason. Um, One of Duke's best players, A.J. Griffin, got hurt in the Michigan State game. Mm -hmm. We have no media availability with the team yet. That'll happen tomorrow. We'll get an update on his condition. This is a guy who's a projected lottery pick. Duke only plays six guys. One of those guys isn't there. You have to go 40 minutes, five deep against Texas Tech's defense. Does that that sound like a barrel of laughs to anybody? It sounds (laughs) terrible. So I think there's ways Duke can win even if he doesn't play. The primary way they could win is that they get a really favorable whistle. Texas Tech plays an incredibly physical brand of defense. They have not gotten a bad whistle in the tournament so far. They're playing a Duke team that's going to drive to the basket on like every single possession with their athletic uh, wings and, and Ben Caro. So there's a way Duke can win, and it will almost solely depend on the officiating. Anybody who's seen the officiating so far can probably be like, well, 
match point Duke then in that situation because they're probably going to get a million calls because the refs have been so bad. So there's a way Duke can win. But if Griffin's kind of in doubt and Duke's a little less than kind of what I rated them as, then this number's, I think, fine. I think I have it like Duke won if Griffin plays. You tell me it's won the other way now that he might not play. I think that's fine. If anything, I maybe would bet the over in the game. Oh, yeah. I think – I think, well, Duke has still defended at such a poor level through the tournament. Yeah. That's going to stick no matter what. And honestly, like, I think they're going to get more calls than Texas Tech kind of expects. So if they're going to be at the line, Texas Tech's going to be able to score. I think a kind of a contrarian over there makes sense. All right, Kim Barkley, thank you so much for joining the show. Awesome. Uh, hopefully yeah. your Thursday and Friday is as great as your analysis on our show. Can't wait to talk to you soon. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Thank you. That was Kim Barkley right now joining us on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. 